you know, I mean, golly, I mean, I cry like yeah. everybody else. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll fall apart like anybody else. This has been a while, you know, right. but, uh, but, 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 you know, I it's still very close sharing. to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't take what I have for granted. You know, Amen. I really don't. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, ultimately, I'll, I don't know if you could say I pray, but ultimately I'll find a way just to let go and know I'm going to keep working on this situation to make the best I can of it. And, uh, and somehow or another, miracles have happened out of that. And what I can see now is that but for those very experiences that really brought me to my knees, I never would have experienced just the what I feel is the profound um, joy of life and, and, and confidence, meaning with faith, confidence with, con, with fideo faith that I get to live from today. Um, and so I would almost say it's faith, you know, that, that, that I'll ultimately I fall back on uh, in, in, in really, really, really devastatingly tough times. to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grunberg. All righty, here we go. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me. My name is Martin Grunberg. You are in the studio, and today we have a phenomenal guest. In fact, <laughs> I feel slightly bad. I I have used this as an excuse to get my good buddy, my great buddy, Big Bush, into the studio. If all I can tell you, just like quick summarize, if if they were giving out life clinics, Bing would be a master instructor. So without further ado, Bing Bush Jr., how are you doing, sir? Thanks for coming in. Oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. It's great to be here. I'm doing wonderful things. Yeah, you look great. I have not. As I said, as I said, I haven't seen you in at least a few months, and it's an honor to get you into the studio. So a little bit about Bing before we dive into his background. Bing is, and don't hold this against him, <laughs> he's a lawyer, but for the most part, I, and we are going to talk about that, um, he is also a phenomenal entrepreneur in a very interesting way. If he is not in the winner's circle at Del Mar, he's probably on some other racetrack in the winner's circle, or he's, he's touring India with his brilliant son, Ben, which I think just happened, and I can't wait to hear that story. So let's do that, Bing. Let's set the table. Maybe take us back. Oh, 
I'm forgetting my own rule. We got to do our GTR here, fist pump. All right, would you like to go? First of all, you know what the GTR is? GTR. Uh, good let's... things report. Damn. All right, good deal. I like the good things report. Right. So, and you live by it. So, would you like to go first, or shall I? Um. Yeah. Golly, do you have a preference? Uh, I don't, but I can flip for it. I got a coin right here. Okay, so you that's call a good way it. To go. All heads. Right. Heads it is. You got heads? Heads, I, I go okay. first. Tails, you go first. All right, I there get to go. go first. You go first. All right. All right, so <laughs> I'm going to pick up where we pick up where we were earlier. This is a bit of a brag, but I am, I am blown away that my little 15-year-old sophomore, she, <laughs> she, she decided to run for president of her sophomore class. It's a fairly Ava large school. E. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's that. right, Ava with an E. So she used her old material. Um, so I am I'm kind of blown away. Also, she it turns out she missed the deadline to run as a freshman. So she had to defeat an incumbent, um, making it even harder. So I'm very impressed with her. Bravo. My little 15-year-old. Bravissimo. Yeah, yeah. Bravo. And her sister, her sister helped put together her little campaign video. I remember seeing that. Yeah, I because, was so impressed I'll tell you, by that. It was, I was really, really it was it, amazing. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was well done. I, I was I'll thinking. the walk on water <laughs> yeah. That was so brilliant. Yes, that was brilliant. So anyways, that's my, my other GTR. I know it should be one is I got in the water this morning, which is always a good thing. So that's fresh on my mind. Mm. Now it's your turn, sir. Wow, dang on it. You went first and I'm still struggling <laughs> here, right. you know, but I feel Take like I've got so many great things, well, you, you know, it's hard for me to know where to begin. Yeah, really right. well, I mean, I'm alive, I'm here, I've got right. great health and I'm just thrilled to be here. And that okay. in itself is a great thing for me. I really, I really awesome. sincerely mean that. It's really great to see you. Yep. And thank you for making the excuse for us to get together. Yeah, well, it's but a- uh, <laughs> next time, hopefully we don't have to go to quite the lengths, although it's, it's really, really wonderful to be here. You know, um, we have a little racing group. It's called Abandanza Racing. Right. Uh, Abandanza is an Italian word, and it means abundance. Oh, and, uh, we so that, that's the name there. of our, our racing group. write that group. down. Keep going. And um, so uh, we've had some real success here lately. And then just this last weekend, we had a uh, one of our fillies called Midnight Crossing, and she ran in the grade two $200,000 Santa Ana Stakes. And, uh, <laughs> Santa Ana. Barely got beat at the oh. but it was a really, it was a fun time by all, really an exciting time. And, you know, we still get a good piece of the purse and uh, just an exciting time. That increases her value because she happens to be a really well-bred filly. And so when you run really well in graded stakes races, that sort of bumps their value as a resale. I bet it does. As a mare, you know, and so that was an exciting, fun thing that, that happened That is a GTR. Well. That's a heck of a GTR. One <laughs> hell of a GTR. Yeah. Um, all right, Bing, so as promised, and I'm going to just quick check the time here. I'd like to, <laughs> I can't say this without laughing, take me back to Kentucky. Because <laughs> oh, you are Bing Bush Jr., which to me means, and, and I've seen pictures and I've heard stories, there's a great Bing Bush Sr. So maybe a little background about 
uh, growing up in Kentucky, your dad, how you got into horse racing, school, wherever you want to go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a lot right I there. Know. Uh, well, good well, thing it was only a few years ago, too. <laughs> just a, yeah, just a couple. Um, I have to start with Dad. Uh, I am yes, named after my dad. Dad was named after Bing Crosby. My grandfolks really like Bing Crosby. But, Interesting. Uh, you know, for some reason, I guess that, that was right around... Uh, the time he was famous for his song "White Christmas," and right. uh, Dad was born in December. I was actually born on his birthday. Uh, you were born on Ben's birthday. I was born on December fifteenth, nineteen fifty nine, which is my dad's twenty first birthday. Okay. Insane. Yeah. Twenty first. Yeah. Twenty one years old. Here's your kid, and uh, so uh, which is not uncommon. Times were today. different. Yeah, times were different. <laughs> yeah, you know. In fact, uh, I was actually the second uh, child to be born. The first didn't survive, unfortunately. But uh, you oh. know, he was married young, and uh, my dad uh, is a criminal defense lawyer in Kentucky. Got still it. is practicing. Uh, very uh, incredible, incredible man. Um, you know he's not working as much as he used to, but uh, I I just I feel honored to be his son. Uh, Dad was a civil rights lawyer and a and a, just one of the guys. He was strong in the '60s and uh, top of his class in law school, but refused to wear a tie to court. And uh, was just I love that. Yeah, just a, a real. Did he have uh, a great? Strong liberal Great ponytail. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He <laughs> awesome. had, you know, just the hair of the beard. He he wore a cowboy hat a bit, and sometimes some you know leather coach with shingles on him and stuff. But a tie, he had a hard time with that. And judges would kind of chastise him. And I can remember growing up in school. Um, you know, sometimes he'd take me to to, to cases with him. You know, and so I get to see him in trial. And every case was pretty much the same. Hmm. He represented this guy who was accused of something. And the prosecutor would talk for a long time about all the evidence as to why they think he did it. And then dad would get up and talk about everything else in the world, but what the prosecutor was talking about. And then about halfway through the trial, uh, dad would get called into the judge's chambers and the judge would go like this and shake his hand out at him. And the prosecutor would be like this. And then dad would come out and then he'd give this, you know, the prosecutor would give the closing argument and it'd be a pretty strong closing argument and then dad would get up and talk about everything except for what the prosecutor talked about but he really was about compassion um dad has a incredible incredible sense of compassion that you know in in, uh in in somehow or another at the end of the day his clients walk and you know and it's a 12 person decision for a client to walk it's not you know a split decision but i think that dad could really kind of create a reasonable doubt and really make uh, folks want to you know hold the government to their task um and if there is a reasonable doubt they're going to they're going to take it and uh if there is an extraordinary case that nobody can win you want my dad cuz <laughs> he can't lose it if you get a case that nobody can lose you don't want my dad cuz he will lose it oh, really? <laughs> and, uh, oh no I, I, that's a little hard yeah, but he's really better at the miraculous right. than he Got used it. to be dang let's put it that right, way right, right. but uh in any event i grew up uh, you know we didn't have two pennies to rub together when he got out of law school he was working at the shell station so wow. but he got a job uh, right out of law school and uh with a big firm and uh, not a big firm but a you know a firm in, in kentucky and then he started his own practice and then things you know we were virtually in housing projects and then we right. moved to a subdivision house and then to a farm and by the time i was eight years old we 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 moved to a farm that was next to a horse park in lexington kentucky wow and i was fortunate because i loved horses 
And, uh, and so we had horses and I got to ride every single day. Mm. And so for me growing up was basically about getting up in the morning, cleaning stalls, um, you know, having some breakfast, getting on the school bus, going to school, coming home, uh, you know, bowl of cereal, uh, going out and riding every single day out at the horse park. And, uh, and, uh, and then on weekends go to horse shows and, um, and uh, that was pretty much my life. Well, study in the evening, of course, you know. But how how, was, how did you do in school? In high school, uh, probably <laughs> average, a B student, okay. you know, uh, you know, fair, you know, right. above average, maybe. And and at that point, you're still writing quite a bit every day, every Amazing. weekend. Were it you was doing polo stuff. Or? No, it was really more hunters and jumpers. Okay. You know, at Got that it. point, I was involved in uh, you know a couple of organizations there, and then they have. Just tons of shows around there every weekend, pretty much. And, and then, at what point do you know? Two two significant questions, probably interrelate. Well, I know they interrelate at some point. Uh, what comes first? I'm assuming it's law. When, when do you know you want to study law, and and take take on that task? That's a good question. You know, I mean. I always looked up to my dad and growing up, I just assumed I'd be a lawyer like my dad, <laughs> you know, I mean, right. I, I just idolized and worshiped him. Sure. And, uh, and yet I always, I just love horses. I, you know, I, I like a lot of different animals actually, but you know, for some reason horses and I just get along and, uh, through high school, college and law school. In fact, I worked at the racetrack. I galloped race horses. I broke yearlings. I did a lot of different things with horses. Um, you know, just, night watching broodmares you name it i pretty much did it you know right. in the horse industry in kentucky and really thoroughly loved it and, you know did i don't know just a lot of things fox hunting you name it i did it but um um when it came down you know to, to law school uh it was kind of tough i mean i knew i'd go to law school and uh, I went. I actually thought about seminary. Uh, that was the other alternative wow. I thought about for law school. But I ended up deciding to go to law school. I went my first year of law school, and uh, I would say that you know, in college, actually, I did really well. I had really great I grades in, in, in college. I made her in philosophy. Where, where did school. you go? UK. And that doesn't surprise me. I go love Big the Blue, major. UK Wildcats. The we play tomorrow, man. The you major know? in philosophy fits. You'll see how that fits later. <laughs> um, so where was I go? Oh yeah, where where did you go to school? University of Kentucky. Okay, of in course. Lexington. Yeah, of course. And um, and what happened was that uh, in my first year of law school, um, I didn't do as well as I thought I'd do. Uh, I found that all my classmates had a far more of an aptitude for this stuff than I had. Um, and uh, and I will say that I didn't feel like I had a lot in common with them. Got it. To be honest with you, you know. But I would. And they were making better grades than me, and it made me question, really, if I wanted to finish law school or what I wanted to do. Um, so, I, you know, after the first semester, when my grades weren't as great as I thought they'd be, uh, I went the second semester. And uh, in the second semester, uh, I actually went to California the first time, and, and some interesting things happened right around there. Yeah? You know, yeah. Um, Where in California did you go? Well, I'll tell you, it's actually how I ended up going here right. you know, or moving here from Kentucky. Uh, it was spring break from my first year of law school. 
And uh, spring break. Yeah, You're I traveled around. Yeah, you know, I mean, San Diego. There you go. This is this is a while ago. I mean, I'd backpacked through Europe and the Middle East and stuff awesome. like that. And I, awesome. You know, I'd gotten to travel a little bit, but I'd never been to California. <laughs> never really thought I wanted to go. But my sure. sister Marcel, who's always been smarter than me, right. uh, got a job. She's a little bit younger than me. Uh, she, but she got a job right out of college with the La Jolla Light newspaper in California. Wow. And so her boyfriend know. had broken up with her in a, kind of a hurtful way. Right. And I figured with spring break, I think my dad's car will make it to California. Nice. I'm going to drive to California. <laughs> and so uh, I drove cross country, and she was living in Pacific Beach at the time. <laughs> so I, I arrived there. Well. Yeah, of course. Uh, she was on... Um, Felspar. Yeah. And uh, so I went to her place and she was working. I dropped my bags and uh, I wanted to see the Pacific Ocean real bad. So uh, since she was working, I went down to the uh, just a little bit north of Crystal Pier is Diamond Street and a little place where you can go right it's down stars, the steps yeah. there. And I'll never forget. When I went there for the first time, I went to that place uh, where those stairs are, and I looked over the Pacific Ocean for the first time in my life. It was one of these blue sky days, and the water was blue, and you could see the cliffs of La Jolla. Oh, man. And I'll never in my life forget the exact, precise thoughts that I had at that time. And they went as follows, oh, my God. That's this is so beautiful, and this is the United States of America. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's any a little American, different than Kentucky. Yeah, any American is free to live here. So, I'm an American. I'm free to live here. My sister, who's always been smarter than me, lives here. What am I doing over there right, right. when I could be over here? So I, pardon me, but I want to interject slightly. Okay. I've known Bing for many years, <laughs> and I never knew that story. And what's crazy to me is I those stairs you talked about? Yeah. I lived on basically on those stairs for 10 15 years. That's like that, that right? was my little search spot up and down those stairs, oh. up and down those stairs. Uh-huh. And just my yeah. my daughter crawled on that green mound right by the stairs. Oh like yeah, I know time. it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying diamond is is you know it well. I know I know it well. <laughs> oh man. Well, that's well, a great background. That was a Copernican revolution for me. I could, <laughs> it started the wheels turning right. in a way I never ever expected because sure. I just grew, I grew up in Kentucky. Right. It's my horses the world revolved the, around you know, you. The, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, and I just never in my life thought I'd dream that I'd live anywhere else. Right. And it really started me thinking. And then, um, of course, my sister came home. We went to La Jolla that night. She took me to Alfonso's, uh, uh, which I love. Went down to the Cove. So then went good. up to Mount Soledad uh, with the, the cross up there. And I got a view of yeah. all of San Diego. And right then and there, it just, it just I said, you know what? I'm going to move here. That's I'll good. finish my first year of law school and I'll all move right. here. Now I can't air this podcast because this is going to... This just keeps happening to people. <laughs> San Diego, poor San Diego. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. So I love that. Uh, that's how you end up out here. Yeah. So how do you... <laughs> There's so many different directions I can take, and I want to take. Um, so you're out here. At this point, you have a law degree, or are you finishing no. it up? 
I had my first year of law school behind okay. me. I actually, I, I only stayed here for one year. I basically galloped at the racetrack, gave Got riding it. lessons, did everything for about a year. Figured I can't spend the rest of my life getting on twenty-two horses every day, <laughs> you know. Especially when you're yeah, aging. So, yeah. And, well, I was all of what twenty-four, <laughs> right, then, right? But I felt like uh, I probably ought to get back into law school, <laughs> and so I went back to Kentucky and I finished up school. I did summer sessions at Cambridge in England wow. and got out, and then came right out here right after that. And summer I've been out here ever sessions since. in Cambridge. Cambridge. It was close to Newmarket Racecourse. That's it was so great. amazing. Yeah. That yeah. is unbelievable. Beautiful, beautiful, All right. beautiful campus, so, too. So then you, you move out to San Diego, and you're practicing law. Right. Just like your your father, the same type of law? No, it was very different. Uh, I thought I would be a criminal defense lawyer. In fact, I was working in uh, the appellate division of the Appellate Defender's Office in Kentucky. They hooked me up with the Federal Defender's Office here, and I came out to interview, but my interview was so bad, I thought I was going to sit around and have some tea and talk about horses. <laughs> With the head gal of the federal defenders who apparently liked horses. But it turned out they had a three-person panel ready to interview me, and I did so bad, I know my rejection letter beat me out the door. Oh, man. So I ended up working for an insurance defense law firm, a large, large firm, uh, clerking until I finished the bar exam, which took me a couple of swings. I didn't pass it the very first time. And then uh, I... uh, I left that firm to go to another firm to get litigation experience because uh, I, I wanted to try cases. And uh, I stayed with that firm for a while and made partner with them after a few years and was a partner with that firm, Mullen Plumber, Badger, and Bush for a while and then started my own practice. Well, what I love is is you come across, and this is all good, as a guy who just knocks it out of the park, first time, swing, and it's gone. Yeah. And and you have shared at least two or three stories where it's just been a battle and you've persisted and you've found your way. I'm beginning to have this new theory that persistence is the path of least resistance. <laughs> well, we, we don't have to dwell on that. <laughs> we can do that you later. You pearls that, that uh, yeah, this, there's another one. I, no. I'm going to have to chew on that one a while. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't have to. One I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't, about come, I don't want the show to come to a screeching halt. <laughs> um, but but, but I love it. I didn't know. I mean, honestly, I look at you and, and I just think being, and you do, you have this magic touch, but, but I love the fact, hearing the stories where you battled through, you failed this, you got rejected at this, yeah. and then you just you found your way. You kept kept going. Yeah. You didn't let it beat you down. Which, by the way, this is called <laughs> habits to goals. So, so a lot of the yeah. people that tune in, in theory, <laughs> are pursuing goals. <laughs> sure. And, and so much of it, I believe, is this, this mastery, the mindset, mastery mindset. It's just... So we'll get into some of that as well. So you got your degree. You're out here. Tell me one of your great, and, and you don't have to. I mean, obviously anonymous, but but one of your great success stories. I know you have a ton from your your law practice. Without again getting into too many specifics, I I think you tend to. Uh, Show some creativity there as well. Hmm. If there's anything you can share that's not going to, you know, be an hour long. You talking about in the legal arena? You mean yeah, a success yeah, story? Yeah. Well, I know you've defended or, or yeah, assisted no. claimants. So. Yeah, uh, my work today uh, is primarily uh, plaintiff personal injury work. I represent people who have been hurt or injured, right. and I try and get them fair recoveries. And um, 
I'm lucky today. Most of my cases are referred to me by other lawyers sure. uh, because they might not want to try a case that's going to go to trial. Right. And I really, honestly, I, I think the best thing I feel like I can do is is take a person's plight, try and feel what they've been through, and articulate it in a way that ultimately a jury will understand. And at the end of the day, a jury just wants to do the right thing. I don't care if they're conservative. I don't care if they're liberal. But we're hardwired to do the right thing wow. and to help people I love out. That. that was worth the and, uh, uh, show right there. Well, we're hardwired to help I think people. So at the core to do the right thing. I truly believe that. You wow. know, and, uh, and and I think if I can help a jury understand that, and then I can ask for something fair. Uh, then they're going to come through for me every time. You know? <laughs> I bet they do. And, man. and so, you know, it could be a big case or a little case, but, you know, I, I guess uh, on the big case realm, I, I once had a case that you know, I almost had to quit practicing law after. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple of them. Uh, one was a failure uh, in a way, and another was a success in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, the success, however, in a way, was a, a case where um, I represented a uh, a, a man and a woman uh, who had lost their son and their daughter and their and their two grandkids, oh, and it was their only son. So he was carrying the family name, and he now was dead, and his wife was dead, and their two grandkids were dead, and it was the most devastating, mm. devastating thing. It, it, to this day, it just it just it just it saddens me. Right, right, right. And so wow. they were devastating. Um, the trucking company that uh, that, that caused this—it's uh, just unfathomable the lengths that they would go to to avoid liability and then to try and mitigate against the you know, so-called damages. Uh, but we ended up uh, with the resolution of that case, which was the highest um, amount of money ever recovered in the case of its type uh, in, wow. in the history of American jurisprudence. Now. That doesn't mean it was a, a bloody fortune, but you didn't have wage loss in this case because it was an right. adult son living outside of the home. Yeah. And, uh, and, and no matter how big it is, you, yeah. they're not getting back their family. Well, that's right? it. You know, that's just it. Look, there is no justice here. Right. You know, there is no. But in in a system where money is the only justice that can be delivered, I'm I'm. I I feel it personally as a victory that we got him more money that's ever been gotten in the circumstances. Absolutely. You know, so that in terms of a success, right. you know, and so something that I just felt so deeply, I was able to really, I felt like deliver for for my clients in this way. And, you know, and, and I really I take that to heart. You know, high five on the mic. <laughs> well, thank you. That's always thank bad for the mic, bad for the listener. Sorry, folks. <laughs> no, um, and and if and I don't even want to say if. If you listen to that, then you get a good sense of what Bing Bush Jr. is all about right there. Um, all right. We're going to transition to the horse racing world. <laughs> okay. Because we could do this all day, man. Um, so you're a practicing lawyer, but you have this affinity, this love for horses. So how how do you... How do you decide one day to start a 
a horse racing group, <laughs> ownership group? Well, I'll tell you what. It's funny you ask. You know, I've. Uh, it is funny I ask. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I enjoy the racetrack. I enjoy particularly the backside where the exercise riders and the grooms and the trainers and everybody is right. every single day. I, I think people don't really have a grasp of how much people really care about these horses and how well cared they are, and and how the people that work with them do it because they love it and because they love the animal. And that's 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 the aspect of it that I grew up with in Kentucky. My, my guess, sorry, uh, why you have been so successful is because you love, for lack of a better way to put it, the back end of the business. <laughs> because you you have that natural affinity um, where where I think people, probably your competition, a large party, get involved. They're, they're seeing the front end, the, the money, the fame, the and, and they just throw money at it, but, but they don't have that that craftsman on the back end. Um, so for whatever it's worth, I'm throwing that out there. I'm not surprised yeah. you have so much success doing what you're doing because you love the things most people jumping in probably don't. So, yeah. so that's, that's nice to hear. Oh, I am lucky that way. I yeah. genuinely love the animal. Yeah, and I yeah, love the yeah. industry, you, you, you know, it's uh, your upbringing. Yeah. And, and I'm lucky in my other practice too. I love being able to help people, you know, right. my, my drive for even the personal injury cases is just helping people. Uh, that's it. Pure and simple, you know, just get them the best they can sometimes against all odds, you know, right. but, uh, uh, that really is the drive. And, and with the horses, I've, I've been lucky that I've grown up with them. Um, and uh, so how it started was uh, actually, it was funny, um, the case that I just mentioned to you, um, the husband and wife uh, that were, you know, their oh, clients in yep. this case had some money. And, wow, um, what and, a crazy, yeah, yeah, it, twisted. Now, they grew up in the world of football. I, I get it. Uh, he was a football coach with oh. his son mm. uh, and grew up, you know, and everything. Oh. And, and, and they regularly went to football games, uh, high school games, college games, professional games. It, their whole life was about that. And, and he just didn't have – he was just lost. And she – you know, my oh. clients were so lost. And so I had this great idea. <laughs> I said, hey, guys. Um, let's go buy a racehorse, you know, wow. and they knew me well enough to know I like sure. the horse racing industry and they said, sure. we didn't take any money. It wasn't much, you know, right. I mean, uh, so, uh, you know, my clients uh, threw in a little bit and I mean a little bit and I threw in a little bit and, uh, I had a couple other friends and we threw in threw a, little in a little, bit, little bit and we bought one, uh, unraced three-year-old filly. And she ended up doing really, really great. That is and the, magical. Yeah, man. and that was the start of Avendanza Racing. What year is that? That was 2012. You know? Really? Yeah, yeah. So fairly recently. That you is know? fairly recent. So that I it started. That, I thought that was. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I've been involved in what some other things. Did we, when did we go to China? Uh, wow. That was shortly after that. Uh, what was that? Was that what year? 12, was 13. It? It's 28. God. I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it might have been. All right. Well, well we're killing the show. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That's good. It was, it was, By we, I mean me. Yeah, no, 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 right. no, no, no. I, I think uh, you know, Abadonza was but, in his infancy when when we uh, when we met in China. As a matter of fact, you know, <laughs> China. Yeah. Good job. Oh man. Wow. Yeah. That is unbelievable. Yeah, and, and it guys, just exploded yeah, since then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know. you've been growing. Uh, yeah, you've added a few partners. Yeah, a few yeah. investors. No, it's 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 like a part time job for me, right? and I it bet. could be a full time job yeah, if you know if like I didn't have a, a bit of help, job. you know. But uh, you know, I've kind of teamed up with another friend of mine, and we're cool. running this thing, and it's it, it's been good. 
Cool. So this is enough for the listener slash reader to understand why I've dragged Bing into the studio. <laughs> um, you 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 see it, you can feel it, you hear it, and so now I'm just going to do it. I'm going to ask Bing for some for some enlightening thoughts on. <laughs> I didn't know he was a philosophy major, or, or at least <laughs> flirting with that idea. Yeah, let's let's. Uh, and I know you're also working on a book, so I don't know what you're allowed to disclose uh, there, sure. without giving it away. But let's let's start with the semi softball. All right. How would you define success? How would I and, define And by the success? way, it's not really a softball because everybody's got a different answer and and yeah. just yeah, meditate yeah. on that one for yeah, a second. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's a great question. I wish I had thought about that more before. You know, no, it's, had, in you some know, ways it's, 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 it's a great question. Top you know, of mind it, too. Uh, my goodness, and I, I'm not sure if I can come up with the, an answer to well, right this moment that I'd really – you know, give you if I pondered it more, but I mean, off the cuff, without pondering, uh, okay, right. without pondering it, I think uh, success for me is yep. really, um, golly, uh, finding that place in yourself where you can really love yourself authentically. <laughs> that's right. Nobody's ever said I, that's this is a common you know, question. Because the only thing you is, you get didn't there, say then it, you've got everything else licked. It doesn't say, matter what repeat else. Repeat that is. though, a little stronger. That was beautiful. Uh, for me, I believe that I would say that f- success is finding the place in yourself where you can love yourself authentically and live from that. That's right. <laughs> and that doesn't do it justice. That's really nice. It's very, very different than. Some of the common answers. <laughs> Authentically loving or loving your authentic self, recognizing it. That's and beautiful. Living from that. Yeah, living from that. How, here's another common question I like to ask us. How, how do you battle through tough, I mean, again, everybody sees you as the magic man. <laughs> and, and by everybody, I don't know. That That's, but, but you're Bing Bush, man. When I, you got to understand Mr. Steele, our good buddy who introduced us, uh, he, he talked about you all the time. And <laughs> I knew I loved you just when I heard your name. <laughs> and he kept saying, you got to meet this guy. You're not going to believe this guy. So, so given that you're the magic man. Well, that is wait, mutual. It took me a little longer than hearing your name, but it, it right. didn't take much longer. <laughs> man. It, yeah, so... so but but how do you how do you battle through tough days, hellish days, days where everything seems to be going wrong? You know, I had to really reach on that one because I had to be candid with you. I don't have those days anymore. I really don't. You know, I mean, um, um, when, when things are tough, then. I don't know. I, I, I suppose I get down like everybody else, but it didn't take me long to very long at all. In fact, it almost happens instantaneously. Right. Somehow, no, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, but I'm going to get through it and, and, and know that there's going to be something bright on the other side because it's happened so many times in the past, you know? Uh, I mean, it, so, so, and I love that 
I mean, that answers, uh, not that there's any right or wrong answer, but what mm. I'm getting at is I love that take and, and, and I love that you said I want to reach because that's what I'm asking you to do is actually reach back yeah. when, when, when you got rejected, when this sucked and that sucked. And, and, and so I understand you, you have to reach because it sounds yeah. to me like you've developed this resiliency habit where you've learned certain, certain things to, to forget and move on and, and focus on where you're going and not dwell on the past. Okay. So, so the question is. All right. I, 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 you know what? I'll tell you what. Because uh, I can remember a couple of times when I was just really down on my knees, yeah. you know, I mean, sure. just on my knees. Right. And, um, and I really didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and so, oh, goodness. The funny thing was is that whenever those times were, you know, I mean, golly, I mean, I cry like yeah. everybody else. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll fall apart like anybody else. This has been a while, you know, right. but, uh, but, 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 you know, I it's still very close sharing. to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't take what I have for granted. You know, Amen. I really don't. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, ultimately, I'll, I don't know if you could say I pray, but ultimately I'll find a way just to let go and know I'm going to keep working on this situation to make the best I can of it. And, uh, and somehow or another, miracles have happened out of that. And what I can see now is that but for those very experiences that really brought me to my knees, I never would have experienced just the what I feel is the profound um, joy of life and, and, and confidence, meaning with faith, confidence with con with fideo faith that I get to live from today. Um, and so I would almost say it's faith, you know, that 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 I'll ultimately I fall back on uh, in 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 really 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 devastatingly tough times. All right, a quick timeout. Again, thank you so much for joining me and Habits to Goals. I hope you are digging this interview. I want to share with you something pretty cool we've just thrown out there. You can catch this either live or recorded. It's a webinar I put on. It's about 60 minutes. It goes through nine major tips. It gives you background about the habit factor, a little bit about me, and an overview, an intro to something we have put together called the 28-Day Breakthrough fantastic course really the goal of which is it's the old you don't feed a man a fish or woman you teach them to fish and so this is built above beneath around the habit factor really gets in depth with mission vision values some great modules around Goals in particular, energy, the mastery mindset, those are uh, modules that are included. Anyways, check it out. All you have to do is go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash 28. That's the number 28, 28, day, D-A-Y, webinar. 
That's thehabitfactor.com forward slash 28-day webinar. You can get the info, sign up, and hopefully we'll see you on the inside. And with that, let's get back to this fantastic interview. Cheers. So, first of all, thank you for sharing. Second of all, you just spilled out a beautiful recipe, um, as far as I'm concerned. That, 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 was, that was heavy. That was, you know, you're talking about it getting to a point where you're literally down on your knees, you're praying, then you let go, you accept, and then... You have faith. And that doesn't mean you give up, though. No, exactly. That doesn't mean you give up. Then you said it is because of these challenges and moments that have produced some of the fruits and the blessings of the future. Yeah. And yet, of course, none of it happens if if anybody gives up. So yeah. I just I mean, there's things another high change, five. That was you know, gorgeous. Yeah, well, that was absolutely. You asked me the question. I just well, yeah, it. but <laughs> you know. I don't know, man. We just had a moment there. That was that was crazy. Wow. So <laughs> this is a not so standard question. I don't even because it's not standard. I'm not even sure I'm going to be able to articulate it. I want Bing's. <laughs> oh, this is so funny. I want Bing's life philosophy in like five rules or six rules. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you got some great questions here. Well, man. this one isn't standard. I'm, wow. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but, but I like the off the cuff. Um. You're you're doing amazing. You're producing yeah. amazing stuff here. <laughs> so I want to capture it. Sure. Uh, well, um, I would say uh, be grateful. Uh, everything counts, and be grateful for everything. I mean, just the fact that we're alive right now. You know, just the faculties that we have. You know, that we can see and smell and hear and walk and talk and you know have this conversation and listen to music and enjoy. I mean, just just the fact that we're alive is such a miracle. You know, and and then you know, there's just so many things that we have to be grateful for. You know, I mean, uh, most of us had you know moms or dads that in some way cared for us and in 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 got us you know through we you know and for whatever their perceived shortcomings they really did the best they could be grateful for that uh or some kind of caretaker and be grateful for the fact that we have roofs over our heads a lot of us do and food to eat and you know just you know a warm bed yeah i mean you know or a bed you know we just you know, shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Clothes. That we've had <laughs> teachers and, you know, and, and, and you know, like you're actually, you're a teacher for me, you know, you really are, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, it just, you know, for rainbows and, you know, and, and, and you know, and all right. Now I'm going to have to cut you know, off the gratitude. Okay, grateful. No, okay. So no, number one, gratitude. gratitude. Number two, Once I think you get have a rainbows. vision, have a vision, you know, oh, vision. Awesome. Uh, you know, I mean, have a vision for what, what you really yeah. want in your perfect life. You know, I mean, you know, and, and cultivate that in your own mind, you know, I mean, um, um, so that you have a direction on where you want to go, you know. 
Um, Golly. I think uh, I think the next part I might say is to take action steps on that vision. You know, a vision without action steps is 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 pointless almost. You know, I wouldn't say it is pointless, but it's not going to take anywhere. Uh, and so, no matter in your life how much pressure you feel for all the other distractions that you feel like you might have to do that's not consistent with what your vision is, uh, no matter what your dream is, make time and take action steps on a regular basis towards that vision. Uh, you know, if you have, you know, if you have school or work or wife or kids or things that keep you from doing it, you can, can, can absolutely carve out some time in your day on a regular basis to take an action step, no matter how small in the direction of your dream. Um, what is that? Three? That's three. And is there? I got three. Brilliant. Not two or three. You got. Alrighty. You're doing uh, amazing, by the way. Um. Oh my goodness! Four is the most important thing. Is authentically love yourself. Um. Uh, you know. Um. You know. Be able to look in the mirror and tell yourself, "I love you," just like you are. I love me, you know, right. so those words. I love me just like I am. And uh, when you do that, maybe a part of you winces. Look into that. You know, it can, might be some shortcoming where you felt like you didn't do something that you should have done or something that you did something that you shouldn't have done, right, or, you right, know, right. or, you know, or maybe you don't like your hair, or your weight or whatever it is, you know, but you've got to be able to look at that. And, um, and you've got to find a way to forgive whatever perceived shortcoming there is and accept that. Wow. And, uh, and let that forgiveness, you know, be a, a, a template uh, or, or, or a foundation of, for, for, for love. Because once you can forgive all that and accept everything, then all that's left is love. But uh, love yourself, you know, and, and we're all worthy of that. You know, if there's some kind of existential uh, reason why you think you're not deserving of love? Get it out of your head. You know, some people think you're we're not worthy of 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 everything, everything that life has to offer. Because and we don't love ourselves through that. You know, it could be, you know, some religions say that you know that we're not worthy. You know, or mm-hmm. something like that. Or we haven't lived up to some moral conduct. It's. I think it's bunk. You know, I think that. I mean, fundamentally, right. I think if 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 anybody believes that there is a divine presence that's infinite, mm-hmm. that has no beginning or no end, then what that means is is that each of us, each of us, every single one of us, is nothing more nor less than an individualized expression of that divine presence. Now, how could that not be worthy of love in its fullest capacity? So uh, I guess that was, was that four. I love that. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was actually four, correct? Uh, and I, I only tasked you with five. Okay, you don't have to stop there. I have two more. Great. Five is it'll spring from one of my favorite quotes of all time, mm-hmm. and it came from Saint Exupéry, and it said this: "It said, angels fly because they take themselves so lightly." Mm. You know, uh, sometimes I'll ask my son, why do angels fly? Because they take themselves so lightly. You know, you got to be able to laugh at yourself, you know, and, and you got to, you know, laugh yourself through it. And all this stuff doesn't have to be so serious all the time, you know. So, I mean, look, enjoy, you know, enjoy a good laugh, a good belly laugh with your friends. And, you know, I mean, be able to enjoy life and, and just, you know, don't take it so seriously, you know. Uh, just, you know, take yourself lightly, you know, and... Uh, I think that's a really important aspect 
of all of that. And uh, my goodness. And then I think six would be um, kind of take those things and then kind of recycle through them. Because when you've been through the gratitude, when you've been through the visioning, when you've been through the action steps and and the self-love, um, and then taking yourself lightly, you know, then you're going to basically be creating a life that you're, I believe, meant to live. But what happens is when you've cycled through that once, then it's a process. It's always a process. So revisit that what you have to be gratitude for. Revisit right. your vision because it may have modified somewhat. You know, um, you know, just you know, all those things can go to different you know levels as, as you revisit through them. You know, and just love yourself through all of that. So that is my best. That is phenomenal. Um, I'm just going to recap them for the listener slash reader. Bing's top six. You asked me for life. And by the way, I mean, philosophy major. So we start with gratitude. We then move to vision, having an ideal to pursue. Then we got to take action. And just because this is called Habits to Goals, I'm going to remind you, one-off action isn't the answer. It's the repeated action. It's the habits. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait, wait. Well, this, yeah. oh, it's the boy. habits it's that are going to help you get yes. there. Yeah. Right? Indeed. So, Indeed. so action's great. I read a wonderful book once. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, authentic love. Amazing. I don't know why. I don't see more of that. Um, And then taking yourself and things lightly. The only thing I'm going to say there, because it was a podcast I did like last week, it was titled, What Do You Really Want? And the point of it is this balance that we have. Because sometimes we we take life too uh, lightly. And by that I mean... You know, nobody gets out alive. Why should I care too much type thing? Like like the mindset. Some people. So the, the point of this podcast episode was it's okay and you should take things lightly. But on the same token, the things that you really want, they don't often happen magically by accident. The, the people that are getting the things that they want go after them and pursue them. So it's it's this balance. And and so I think that's a fantastic point. I love the quote, angels fly because they take themselves so lightly. I love that quote. And then six is masterful, like literally masterful, because it's the recognition of the great constant in life is change. <laughs> and so this idea that embrace you cycle, the process, you, I guess. It's a process. Embrace the process. Exactly. And know? I love that. Yeah. And I guess so you cycle through it over and over. So we took a little detour Woo! just to, I know <laughs> we're going to take a breather. Um, in fact, we're going to do that. We're going to take a breather. Okay. We are back. We took a very quick intermission. This is longer Bing than the normal episode. But you know what? I don't care. <laughs> well, I, I'm the, having a good time. Don't care, it's all right. Well, with yeah, you. I mean. It's really good to be with you, you know? Yeah, no, it's fantastic to have you. So we took a quick break, and then, of course, <laughs> Bing, it gave Bing the opportunity to think a little bit more of his 
his six. So he's going to move number six to what's at the eight hole. <laughs> Seven? Yeah. No, I'd like to insert a number six and make it. And make, you're going to no, you're gonna insert two. The process. Oh, well, you're you're going to move, embrace the process to eight, and you're going to insert two. So the six, seven. Yeah. Six and seven are going to come well, in. Just okay. you, you just told me at the break. So yeah. so you said there were two new things to add. Uh, two, two, two things to add. Which is great. Here's one. Uh, one had to do with, I guess, what we named there is what, step number three. Uh, you were or, talking about uh, action. Action steps. I can't remember if that. I think that was step three or four. It was, yeah, um, three. All righty. Once it, you know what it, your ideal is, then you had to take action steps. After, right? you yeah. know, and you yeah. have to do things no matter how little time you think you have you have to do things correct one thing that i felt like it was important to add there is that i think really one of the most important action steps is is the step of allowing 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 because the reality is i think that i really believe that life wants to give you what your vision is you know you're now living consistently with what you're really meant to be and life wants to give it to you so when it presents you with opportunities don't say no. You have to allow and it. Listen. Thank you for that. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, no. You're exactly I mean, right. I, I think it's a, a co-creation. Like, first of all, we came from nothing, right? Like, so, so we we can't take credit for anything we even achieve. Is 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 not in, our smaller cells, our large cells? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I guess what I'm getting at is anything we achieve. The fact that we exist, we've been given that. So, so anything we achieve is, is been given to us. It's the foundation of which we're working upon is something that has allowed us to become. Yeah. So if you're following that philosophy major, my point is I'm, I'm right with you there. It's a co-creation and allowing and listening and, and, and being open to. So, so we're, when, Maybe I'm misunderstanding you, so you can clarify. So, so my ideal's over here, and I'm taking action, and I'm going towards it, and then something broadsides me, so to speak, and it directs me a little bit to the right, but I should allow and look and see if maybe there's a fit there that weaves me towards my vision. Is that what we're getting at? I I think you're absolutely right. That's certainly an aspect of it, you know. I mean, you know, when, when I think of allowing, uh, I, you're right. It, it could come from a direction that you don't anticipate and usually does, as you say. And it might take you a slightly different direction than what you had sort of thought your action steps should be, you know. Right. But, um, you know, uh, sometimes we go along and we're working so hard at what we do. And then something gets presented to us and we think uh, we, we negate ourselves or we think we're not ready for it or we're not, you know, oh, I see fill in saying. the blank. Yeah, and yeah, and we don't too. allow. Yes. Y- you know, we look a gift horse in the mouth. In other words, Got it. you know, I'm, I'm viewing it and so slightly. I, yeah, and, and, and sometimes you know, life is there. I, I think it's waiting to give us, or it's not waiting, but it, it's it, it is giving to us. And if we're in our action steps, not in the space of allowing, you know, because we think we have to do something right. instead of allow something. Got it. Then perfect. We've made it more difficult than it needs to be. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> so I wanted to add that to the action steps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, make allowing, uh, uh, you know, uh, be, uh, part of your action steps. You know, be be, be open there. You know, so, so I, I was incorporating that into the allowing step, and then I was going to add a little. Something. So go ahead. No, no, I just want to support 
your point, the show, I think, that comes on before yours. So I'm, in theory, I'm not giving it away because even though we're <laughs> recording this before the show comes live, mm-hmm. by the time this is live, the show has been out. Okay. <laughs> okay, got it. Got it. So... The show that went before us that you guys right, heard last right. week or yeah, yeah, the yeah. last time. Hopefully. Okay. Yeah, but, hopefully you did. You're going to love this. I can't wait to hear it. What, am so I, what, what, what can I not wait to hear? It's, <laughs> it's mind-blowing. So so if you're listening to this and somebody you missed the last interview. Um, Stop. Go back. Listen yeah, to the last interview. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but, but his name's Fred Granson. Gratson. G-R-A-T-Z-O-N. He has had multiple big companies. He's another magical guy like you, and and he's seventy one ish, um, and this fits in the allowing. This fits in a magical way because his book, at first blush, people probably think is stupid. I'm I'm sure I've victim of that. It says the lazy way to success. And I'm like, but then I don't know what was, something was compelling me because nobody even recommended, I'm somehow I tripped upon this book and it's like, I, I don't even know if it's in print, like the hard copy anymore, but, um, I think it's freaking brilliant. And the whole point, the reason I'm bringing it up, and if you heard the interview, you know, this so Fred comes from a space. What changed his life was transcendental meditation. Oh, wow. And the whole key to this, there's a physics behind it. Because I'm, I'm of the world that, you know, well, now my, my saying is work harder and smarter, but, but hit the message there is just the subtle the subtler the solution, the simpler the solution, the more powerful it is. And so the physics behind it is simply like you could look at a hammer that might be 12 inches. And what can you do? You can, you can hammer a few things, hit a few things, right? The same 12 inches, if you move to the chemical level, dynamite, very explosive, could do a lot more than a hammer. You move in a more subtle direction, molecular level, you have things like the atom bomb and then the hydrogen bomb. The point is the subtler you go, the more powerful the solution. There's Wow. Yeah, it's super fantastic. Wow. So I, I, I can't wait bad. to hear that. Oh, I, I would, well what the book's it? even better. I don't do it justice. Mm. But as soon as I read it, I had to get him on the show and he was he immediately responded. He's jumped on and He's a great man. So he lives, Indeed. I think, like in it. Wisconsin, but he's had multiple successful companies. His whole thing is meditation is the answer. And and now, um, I don't want to derail this, but, but the point is, to me, it gave 
Actually, I'm going to leave it right there. So that's the allowing. No, no, no. I know, no. I have to because you know, there's thank stuff. Thank you so much for there's that. Stuff that, that. That is really great because I, I think it does tie very much into the allowing. But there's I mean, stuff. At a, at a there's stuff I'm working beautiful on. Beautiful metaphysical level you know? that, that goes into yeah. the next book. So I need to cut myself My off anyway. Wow. So yeah, wow. it's, it's very fantastic. Intrigued. Very intrigued. It's it's fan freaking tastic i believe it so I, so that's the allowing and that yeah. moves us to the next right right well i'm thinking that was meant to be part of the action step i just wanted to i understand yeah you, yeah you, know, you, but, uh, you, you can do but right. you really have to allow and i think you know? the next one you want to get to is really really important yeah thanks I'm, yeah well you know i would put this sort of as as one of the steps i think we said uh, we we talked about um Embracing the process is our yeah. last step, but I think just before that, that I would like to make that still to be our last step, the embracing the process. But just before that, um, you asked me about six things. I guess there's really maybe seven or something. Like that. I would put as number six. Uh, I would say give, give, you know, give. Um, you know, if if you can give almost. Uh, They'll say give 10% and say give just 10%. Most people don't give 10%, you know. And uh, by that, it, it could be, um, uh, you know, if you're after money, give money. You know, if you're after love, give love. You know, whatever it is you're after, you have to give it in order to receive it. And, Why do um, you think that is? It's just, it's just the it's, it's just, just life. The it's the law of life. It's law just, of the universe. Yeah, you know, I just uh, because there's a flow, I believe, and and you can't be in the flow if you're holding yourself back. And to participate in the flow, you just have to be a part of it. So, you know? so what's another term for money? Um, what is another term? Yeah, not to put you on the spot. No, my, yeah. I'm, I'm just supporting well, your point. It's I, currency. Yeah. Thank you. Think of currency. Oh, current. Currency. Currency. Yeah. Yes. You're you're so brilliant. No, no, I'm not. You're so brilliant. I love that. Your point is it's a flow. Yeah. And that's why it's called currency. Yeah. And so I think you're spot on this idea that what it is you're after, what what you seek is seeking you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's so good. But I mean, yeah, if you're withholding, then it's hard for... There's no flow. for life to there's give it no to you. Flow. Yeah, there's no flow, and, and I, I believe that you know, in terms of important things, I said. I mean, it's, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, part of what they say, illness and sickness and cancer. Disease. Some of that is is yeah, it's disease, but it's it's the uh, it's the lack of chi flow. So so the energy is not flowing properly. It's stagnating in that ill spot so to speak mm-hmm. so wow yeah. i'm glad we we backed that up yeah oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I, this is really gonna be my longest <laughs> interview ever okay, i'm sorry we can just cut it right no, now we're not <laughs> cutting right. it okay um in fact the crazy thing is so we talked about action and then allowing yeah the 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 reader slash listener may want to check in for the second half or the fourth quarter here um so action and allowing that gets us to habits, buddy. Oh yeah. And 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 you and I have a unique relationship <laughs> where where I'm not even gonna talk about the airplane, right? <laughs> but but you and I 
Oh, man. Because I think there was this fascination with this idea that in the Western Hemisphere, we have this negative connotation of habit. So oh we decided. My yes. <laughs> oh my God. Are we talking about China right yeah, now? Yeah. That was incredible. But when that we, was we, incredible. We did the, we did the yes. experiment. Oh, I'll never forget it. Yeah, it so was incredible. Share, share the experiment. Oh my, I will never forget it. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just remember, you know, well, first of all, one thing I love about your book is it uh, redefines habit. You know, right, habit okay, is, is just what right. we do on right, right. uh, hold everything. But when people think, at least when, you know, I remember you said, well, what do you think about habit? You know, and I was just like everybody else, huh? right. you know, smoking, drinking, you know, Drinking, drugs, all that stuff. You know, there's habits, you know. Uh, but I remember what you did, and we were in China. I Did I do it? You did it. Oh, I you, you did, did it. it. Well, I we, I, well, we kind of both did it. Well, I, you know, maybe I'm I did it. I'm pretty sure I was recording I, and you were asking. Well, you, get, yeah, that's possible. I, yeah. I might have started it, but I think I, I think we, we might have both ended up doing it. But what I remember is this. Um, I remember asking, you know, I do remember asking now I think about it, and, and I remember you're asking too, you yeah. know, but when we asked people, and when China, we were in China. Which was mind-blowing. A very different culture, you yep. know, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful culture. And we're asking them, what is a habit? And they would say things like drinking green tea and discipline. They were, you know, they were, just everything that they, they like came out of their mouth. Exercise. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, every single thing that came out of their mouth. It was mind uniformly was constructive. Was constructive and positive. It was not. And then you wonder why is China blowing away? <laughs> wow. Yeah. It, it was, it was inspiring. Yeah. It was. It really was. You know, for me, I, I just thought, wow. Oh, I was blown away, and yeah. I knew you. I mean, you and I were testing, so I had to share <laughs> That's that. True. That was really something. That was what. Uh, so, so a couple of your best habits. Mm, 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 mm. Well, a couple of my best habits. Yes, sir. Oh goodness. Um, you know, I think one of my best habits is just uh, getting up early in the morning. Uh, I'm lucky that I'm an early riser, but uh, I feel like it's it's early if you bed, can call that a habit. Yeah, oh, I know, sure but, can. Benjamin you know. Franklin was the ultimate proponent of that. Is early that right? to bed, early to rise, yeah. makes a man healthy, healthy, wealthy, wealthy and, wise. and wise. Well, you know, I, all I can say is that uh, I, I don't know about healthy, wealthy, and wise, BF. but I get a lot done in the morning. And, <laughs> Good uh, job. Gives me a nice jump on things. And, and uh, I just, I don't know, I, I really, I'm fortunate, I believe, that my natural clock is... Uh, is one where I get up early in the morning, so I would have to, you know, okay. count that as a what I believe to be a good habit. Um, you know, I don't know if you. Well, the nice thing is, I know you would call it a habit, but some people would may or may not. Uh, but you know, one thing is, I really do try and look for the good in everything. That's absolutely a habit, uh, and uh, because if you can't see it immediately. You can at least trust that you will see it in the future because it's there. That's beautiful. And it always will be there, no matter what. You know, uh, no matter what. And people can challenge me on this, and uh, but because there's some things that seem just horrific, just horrific. Right. Uh, you know, and sometimes it'll be things that you may never see. You know, so sometimes that's a faith statement. Right. Uh, but I truly believe it's because, and, and more often than not, um, then you'll look back on things that seems so horrific at the time and you'll really be able to find some good out of them. 
you know, which kind of reinforces the faith, so to speak, you know. Right. Um, but I would say that, that that's, it's a good habit to have just to That's great. That. I'm trying to, I don't know, you know, I love quotes, so I, I don't know if it's Helen Keller or somebody. It's not what you look at that matters. It's what you see. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I think yeah. that kind of supports what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, what you, it's a great quote. Yeah. Um, all right. A habit, perhaps you're trying to develop, or or when you're trying to get away <laughs> from, and you don't have to answer. This. Some people sure, shy no. away from the bad habit. Question. I don't care. No, I'm I'm just as you know open uh, book. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty open book. You know, I mean yeah, that's the nice thing. I love myself pretty much. I can be right. open book. You there know. You <laughs> um, but I would say uh, um, maybe procrastinating the things I don't want to do. I hear that one all the time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. It's yeah. very common, I'm sure. But where's, where's it, it that is, book? Uh, sadly, uh, it's never mind. Yeah, the, the Pressure Paradox, which the, I cannot read. The, now that I have that an autographed copy of the Pressure right. Paradox, now I can read it. That is the <laughs> Thank antidote. Thank you very much for this. The antidote to procrastination. Yeah. Pressure. I mean, what happens when you know you have to go out? Uh, oh, my God. We're going to extend this another 10 minutes. <laughs> when you had to go to India... Which I need some. Oh, I need goodness. some of this for for three or four weeks with Ben. Yeah. Tell me you didn't get everything you had to do done. <laughs> oh my the, the day or two before, right? Well, so I, that's pressure, is my point, and that yeah. helps the procrastination. But that aside, yeah. do tell. Give me a few highlights. I need to hear about India. Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> yes. I, you know, I'll tell you. I did go to India in uh, for about three weeks. You took your. 20, I took my twenty-two-year-old son year Ben old. Bush, yes. and uh, I'll tell you what. If I'm humbled by my dad, I'm also humbled by my son. He's an amazing young man. He is incredible. Mm. I mean, I just I can't even I can't even believe how fortunate I am to get to to have him in my life and to get to share him as as a friend and. And as my son, and just a really wonderful connection I get to share with him. That's the gratitude right there. Yeah. Well, um, so Ben uh, went to Northern Arizona University in Flagstaff. And his uh, first semester of college, he started a meditation group. Wow. And he called it Meditation Mondays. It got sanctioned by the university there. Uh, he, but you know, got a bunch of kids meditating at the dorm, and then they moved out to a, a different site with you know other folks went. Wow. And it, it took off pretty good. I bet. And uh, then he started teaching mindfulness uh, to, um, I guess, uh, the ROTC there. And then, wow. Um, and a couple of his professors there uh, were working on a on a textbook, and he got to co-author uh, some That's so uh, things in the textbook. But he really, and he he does. I mean, his habit is he meditates, and he meditates. I would say a solid, you know, culmination of at least an hour a day, if hour. not a couple hours That's every a day. That's a lot. That's good. You know, and I'm sure he'd be really intrigued by your, yeah. uh, by Mr. Katzen. Yeah, Gratzen. Uh, Gratzen. So I, you know, I, give me a, give me a highlight so, about but India. India. Ben wanted to go to India, uh, yeah. and, and I wanted to take him. I've always been intrigued. You know, That's awesome. And, um, good father. So I have a, I have a dear friend uh, who, who'd gone to India. And uh, he did, what, I guess, what you might call a holy city tour. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we went to a lot of the same places that we went to. I kind of modeled our trip after his trip. Right. And uh, it, I don't know if you want to know where we went or what we did well, or just, anything like yeah, that. But the yeah, highlights. I mean, just my a goodness. highlight or two. Well, okay, first highlight <laughs> for me has to be spending... 18 days with my son yeah. one on one with no uh, you know no cell sure. phones no interruptions yeah. or anything like that just 
you know, That's side cool. by side with yeah. Ben twenty four seven, experiencing a whole different culture and a whole different environment with nothing that was ever familiar. That's you, magic. You know, that was magic. You know, and I would encourage anybody to take that opportunity with their loved one, with their right. spouse, with their kid, right. make that opportunity one on one and and do something like that because it, huh. it, it it's it's something that I'll never regret. You yeah, know, no. and I don't think anybody ever would. Oh, no. um, so I mean, that was the greatest thing. But my goodness. Um, you know, I, I think this, the experience of, of, of the culture, um, you know, of the procedures we went to, we went to Hardwar, Rishikesh, um, uh, Agra, where the Taj Mahal is, Varanasi. I went to Allahabad, where they have this uh, kumph ceremony, which happens every 12 years for a couple of weeks, but they had the half kumph this year. And, wow. I mean, uh, over a million people that fled the banks of the Ganga River, and, oh um, you know, just for cleansing. And, and, right. and, and each of these cities that we went to, they had morning ceremonies to welcome the day, and they had evening ceremonies to welcome the night called Arti, A-A-R-T-I. And, and going to these ceremonies and seeing how these people worship, you know, and, and, and learning a bit more about the Hindu religion and, and, uh, and just learning a little bit about their culture and knowing that we just barely touched the tip of the iceberg of really India, right. you know, um, but getting to experience, uh, just the, uh, the love of that culture, uh, it was, Really, uh, it was it was wonderful. It was Sounds really phenomenal. truly wonderful. I thought yeah. you were going to say the tip of the iceberg of culture. In other words, theirs is thousands of years old, and ours oh. is we're just an infinitio. Yeah. We have no. We're in a temple we that's have, ten thousand yeah, years old. Yeah, we don't even have a ten thousand year old temple. That's not even three hundred years old. Or something yeah, like but this is ten thousand <laughs> right. year. You know, that was in Dev Prayag, right at the head of the Ganga River. You know, where oh. these two rivers come together, and they had this. I mean, it, That's unreal. It, 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 it was. It was. I'm you know. glad you got to experience that. That sounds yeah, magical. Yeah. Um, all right. We are round. We've rounded third. I've thrown in all sorts of extra questions because <laughs> I have you captive. Um, <laughs> favorite transformational books? Two or three that come to mind. Oh my goodness. Top, Oh my goodness! Routine question. Um, you know, I'll have to say one is a very small book. And it's a great little book. It's and, and it's just it'll take you twenty minutes to read at best, and it's so simple. I love it. Uh, it's just called <laughs> "Love Is Letting Go of Fear" by Gerald Jemposky. Really simple. Little Love book. is letting go of fear. Very small book, but I, I just I always I love that book. It's a wonderful little reminder, and it's it's. It's it's a very easy read, but I, I just love that little book for some it's reason. Great. I've never heard of it. Uh, another one was one that I, uh, another one that I read a very long time ago, but it, it's 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 a classic that, yep. that you know very well, and every probably a lot most of your listeners do. But for me, it meant a lot too. Was a uh, man's search for meaning by Victor oh. Frankl. Un- VF. Oh my goodness! Uh, you know, just the first half of that book. Uh, you know, the, the, the pictures that were in my mind from those experiences were far more vivid than any movie yeah. that I've ever seen before, and the love that was dripping from the words, and even in through those experiences, it just it, it really just did something to my soul reading that first part and then the next part of the book and the second part of the book and you know the conclusions that we really create our own meaning you know and uh, you know which 
Look, if we're individualized expressions of that divine presence, we are creators, right? So we do create our own meaning as well as our own everything, right? But, um, you know, it, it might not have said that in his own book, but that was fundamentally the conclusion that I got sure, from well, that book. Well, that was his, 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 I think his practice ultimately was called logotherapy. Yeah. Built upon Word. this idea of logos and this idea that we could create and apply meaning to any instance. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's one of mine. Yeah. Those are probably a couple of my favorites. All right. Love it. Yeah. Let's go into... I feel like I skipped a question. Probably not. Hey, you know, the happen oh, factor is oh, my favorite, sure. by the way. I, I really truly mean that, you know. I mean, <laughs> I, I really sincerely mean that. Um, you know, it, it really gave me a different perspective on on on, on gonna, my life. Write that down. What's it called? Uh, yeah, the <laughs> habit Fact. factor. Interesting. I like the name. I like I'm, the name. I'm this guy named Martin Grunberg. Right, right. I, I mean, that uh, job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, I, I won't say he's a wannabe, but he could be. Yeah. <laughs> if he read the book, he would be. <laughs> um, no, it's a great book. It really is. You know, it's and. Crazy. Uh, but, you know, and uh, I, you know, it's like all books, you know, you have little lessons from them, but, you know, you need to be reminded of them sometimes. You know, Habit Factor has some really invaluable lessons that I'm sure I could be reminded of a little bit in terms of, you know, creating small habits to support your large habit, yeah. you know, because it's not just about one thing. It's about the things that surround that. It, you know, there's just so many gems out of that book. And I thought it was so really thoughtfully uh, written. You know, I would be lying if I didn't. I mean, I like I said, I knew I loved you, just the name. But but when you came like running out of the back of the airplane <laughs> with the book, just like ripped apart and everything underlined oh. and and tackled me in the alley, and this <laughs> was like, what is this? Um, I marked I that like, book up. My copy of that book is so marked up and folded pages, yeah, which is the way I like to read. But this book was it. so yeah. dense; it was it, yeah, it look, really I was mean, great. Honestly, I just loved it, was, it, it. You know, I like I said, I loved you before that. When I saw that, I'm like, <laughs> this is awesome. Well, so. Well, thanks for the nod. That yeah. was not uh, required. I just call him like I see him. I <laughs> right, really right, do, right. Sincerely. Yeah. Um, so we are we are almost in home base here, people. Wow. All right. This is so good. This is by far <laughs> the record longest interview. Um, you're not much of a technophile, uh, but no. but but like gadgets, apps, websites tools other than a phone itself anything you can't live without that you're digging tech tech wise it's changed your life oh, <laughs> you're like there's no. nothing <laughs> you're asking the wrong guy there's i'm so nothing. sorry no, uh, it's cool i throw it out there because yeah some people... yeah i mean i really love ways ways w-a-z-e it's an app that gets me through traffic and tells me you know where there's accidents uh, and all that that's funny well that's an app I mean, you know i mean yeah. honestly that's that's how you know i mean I, i'm 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 just worthless at this i'm so Sorry, I'm weird. You're not worthless. Able to contribute. You are, but they, on this subject, I'm really had truly some, worthless. You could ask virtually anybody else, and, and they'd have a great answer for you. Some but. amazing mind bullets and wisdom bombs yeah, that have been dropped here. Um, <laughs> You're generous. I'm going to throw. <laughs> I'm going to before we sign off. What can you tell me 
What are you at liberty to share? Do you have a working title for your book? Uh, what do you and and if you don't want if it's too early, I get it. It's fine. No, the working title of my book uh, that I'm working on, and I hope to, I, I really sincerely hope to complete and hopefully even possibly publish this year, is called How to Be You. How to Be You, the manual. How to Be You, and uh, there'll probably be a subtitle. I find in there. that slightly hard to believe that doesn't exist. You searched. You know, I, if I have to change it. I, you no, know. no, I know. I'm just. But, uh, but you're right. I just it. asked you for the working title. Yeah, it's just a working title. Yeah, I, I really haven't gotten. And, any and the best part it. is, it tells me exactly what it's about. So, yeah. anything you want to share about how to be you? You shared a lot. So, uh, so maybe you're going to go back and listen to this and yeah. put it in your book. <laughs> well, you will. I'm, I'm sure you'll see a portion of that in in, in that yeah. book for sure. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I feel yeah. like I want to Google it right now. Well, you know, I, I have a friend, uh, John Ashraf, and I have Jim Bunch, and they Johnny. both tell me, yeah, yep. you know, and Jimmy, Johnny, yeah, and Jimmy, yeah, uh, wonderful, incredible, inspiring folks uh, to me. And are they helping you on the book? Well. Uh, no, uh, I mean not directly. You know, okay. I think John might put me in touch with the publisher or something like that. You know, okay. but, uh, you know. Although I mean, look, yeah, everybody amazing, helps me. Amazing, you guys. help me with this book. No, you know? everybody guys. helps me with this book. Uh, you know, everybody that I've ever contacted helps me with this book. <laughs> Check this <laughs> out. Yeah, somebody else has it. <laughs> How to be you by yeah. Jeffrey Marsh, Penguin Random House. Oh, you kidding me? No, and there's a few others. How to be you? I Which see. is good, though. But mine will be better than those. Yeah, yours is going to be way. It better. is better than this. And, and it's better already. Yeah. It's almost trust done, me. Actually. When I was I was three feet from the finish line, sort of with the pressure paradox, and a book came out, and it was called performing under pressure and i actually celebrate at first i was like oh bummer because i thought they were gonna talk about pressure like i was gonna talk about it but instead they said pressure is the enemy of success and so i celebrated (laughs) yeah these were two like phds sports psychologists and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This is this is fantastic. Oh, oh. So I'm sure whatever's happening here is only to your benefit. How, <laughs> how to be you, too. <laughs> the sequel. Uh, how to be the real you? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let's see. I think you might we'll have just solved a problem. Yeah, right there. yeah you never know. All you right. Know, but that, that, that's essentially what the book is about, too, that's really. Right, you know, it really is. Because... Uh, um, you know, I think a lot of us don't know how to be ourselves. Uh, Do you mind sharing your age at this point? My age? Your age. Is because it my chronological wisdom, age? Yes, chronological. You know, at this point I feel like Leo Biscaglia, you know? Okay. That guy said, what's age got to do with it? Sometimes I'm 90 years old and I'm really like, sometimes I'm three years old and it, sometimes I'm this I, and that. I, but I, yeah, I, so my physical age is 58 years old. And that's awesome. Yeah. And you're much younger, but my point well, is, I feel for the listener, so they have no idea. Younger. And, and yeah. for some reason, because there's so many wisdom bombs and <laughs> mind bullets, yeah. I think it adds, you know, the worst thing, one of the worst things is these kids, I'll call them, 30, they've never been married, they don't have any, they don't have any kids, and yet they're supposedly teaching people about productivity, and it, it's like, 
it's a minor peeve because the people they're selling their courses and their their stories to uh, are people who do have kids and they have the chaos of, of a spouse and a job and the kids and and then they're taking a course from I'm not saying entirely throw that out because they don't know. What I am saying is the reason I ask your age to bring it back home is because wisdom is equal measure. This is Aristotle. Experience plus reflection. And you have ample experience and a significant amount of reflection which I think equals the wisdom, which is why it's worth listening. So here we are. We're finished. I promise there was almost nothing in the tech world. As we sign off, is there anything? First of all, you were brilliant. You were enlightening. You were, you were brilliant. Thank you for the questions. Man, you know, they're beautiful questions. You, you, were, you, you know, were amazing. Uh, what I want to know now as we uh, wrap this up <laughs> And you might want to fend off your fans, but but if you want people to reach out, if there's a website, if there's a book, if people want to learn more about BBJ, oh goodness gracious! And, and maybe there's no way to do that, and that's fine. Yeah. They're just going to struggle. They can, Jim, it. they can reach out to me, and I'll I'll filter them. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Do you have a website? Uh, well, my law firm has a website. See that? It's uh, called BushLawOffices.com. Awesome. Uh, we have... Uh, it's B-U-S-H. Not, there's no C in there. Right. Um, and uh, That There would be... Uh, On the bluffs of beautiful Del Mar. There you go. There you go. But, I, I, you know, I don't have any websites for any book or anything like that at the moment. Uh, That's good. We, we, Avendanza Racing is actually... Uh, there's there is uh, a Twitter uh, account there, and there is uh, an Instagram account there, and uh, so you can see all of our horses and how they're doing. And I will say we're knocking the socks off the ball. I, I'm knocking the socks off everything here, and not the ball. That was a, I was going to say the cover off the ball. We know how what, what socks off, tough, but, uh, tough it's doing well. It you know, yeah, it has been. We've been really, really fortunate. But you know, if you have any remote interest in learning about horse racing or anything like that, I, I just I love the game. Any listener want to have a million to toss yeah, it? You know, I, I just throw that in there. I've never done this before. Yeah. I want to do a closing word. Just the first word that pops to your mind. Uh, thanks. Oh, you stole mine. Gratitude. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right, sir. Thank you. Brilliant job again. Thank We're going to... Uh, oops. I hope I didn't lose my... There it is. Woo! All right. All right. Say goodbye, Bang. Say goodbye. Cheers. Cheers. Good Today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. If there's one thing I know, and I think Jim Rohn was the one who said this originally, in five years, the difference in your life will be largely based upon two things, the books you've read and the relationships you have fostered. Doesn't it make sense to take advantage of the downtime, whether you're on the road, on a run, in the gym, kill a couple birds with one stone, get a book going. It's phenomenal. It's 
I, the more people I turn on to it, the more, uh, compliments I get. Not that I've actually done anything. 180,000 titles to choose from. You get one free book a month, 30% off any other book. Again, check it out. Audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals. I'm going to say that again real quick. Audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals. And that is the number two. And of course, when you support our sponsors, you are supporting the show. So thank you again. I am extremely grateful. We'll see you at the next episode.